I'm Megan Ethel, and you're listening to the Golden Mike Podcast. He's been the voice of wakeboarding for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated Toad Water Sports' biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years on the water experience, charisma, and command of his audience, Noise of the North brings you the Golden Mike Podcast with Dano the Mano. Welcome, everybody, to the Golden Mike Podcast. I'm the Noise of the North, Dano the Mano. We're coming at you from Orlando, Florida, and now it's time for some audio sunshine. This audio podcast is based off the lake life, my passion for toad water sports, and the athletes who have helped sculpt the landscape of the sport we love. Twice a month, I'm chatting it up with the industry's top names, past and present, the riders and the people behind the scenes who make this world on the water spin. The Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you for free on the first and third Wednesday of each and every month, both on iTunes and at noiseofthenorth.com. To keep this podcast no charge, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. Woodrow's, Hydra Fenders, Jammy Pack, Performance Ski and Surf, Hungry Boards, SUP, Deck Marine Products, and GoPuck. Be sure to check out the sponsor link on noiseofthenorth.com to help support and to find special offers and deals from the people who helped me make this show happen. If you haven't subscribed to the Golden Mike Podcast free on iTunes, please do and don't forget to rate and review the show. Also, follow me on Instagram at Dano, D-A-N-O-T-M-A-N-O, Dano T. Mano, on Twitter at the Dano T. Mano, and at the Golden underscore Mike. Feel free to contact me with any other questions or comments through the Golden Mike Facebook page or email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. On this episode, I'm sitting down and chatting with pro women's wakeboard athlete Megan Ethel. I've known Megan and her family for a long time. In fact, I remember them buying gear for me at Performance Ski and Surf a long, long time ago. I'm talking about probably one of her first trips to Florida. So long ago, I don't think Megan even remembers. Well, fast forward eight, nine, ten years later, here we are today, and the girl has become Queen Bee in pro women's contests, both boat and cable. We're going to talk about her journey to the top, some goals, maybe a story, Who really knows? Just hang tight, guys. I'll be right back with the two-time Masters champion, U.S. National Boat and Cable Champion, World Champion, Megan Ethel, here on the Golden Mike Podcast. SeaDeck is the leading manufacturer of a range of comfortable and durable EVA non-skid products for the marine industry. Working with the manufacturing leaders in towed water sports boats, SeaDeck has redefined non-skid flooring. No more stinky carpet or hard rubber mats. SeaDeck provide exceptional non-skid, a luxurious feel, and because it can be customized to your specification, a unique look that will set your boat apart from the crowd. For a more in-depth look and for more information, visit SeaDeck.com and you have the perfect addition to your boat. All right. Hello, Megan Ethel. Thank you for inviting me to your casa and having me out here in your boat. And thanks for being on the Golden Mike podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is pretty cool. It's been we've been talking about this, but you're a busy, you're a busy, busy girl. And uh, <laughs> you've been traveling. So our schedules haven't been able to meet up in Orlando until today. Um, it's been it's been a great season for you on the water. And of course, we're going to talk about that. But let's talk about the podcast first. I've been inviting you on for so long. Have you 
Have you had the chance to go? I even sent you the link. Did you listen to any yet or no? I have not. Um, At least she's honest. Yeah, I'm on. I'm honest. Beautiful. All right, girl. Well, that's what it's all about. It's a podcast. So today, today is an opportunity for your fans or maybe new folks to hear you, hear who you are, what you're all about, get to know you a little bit better, and uh, to find out about how awesome of a of a wakeboarder person, more than a wakeboarder that you are. So, first of all, I want to say congrats on 2015. Uh, what a year! And most recently, taking your second world title win at the IWWF Worlds in Mexico. Are you still feeling pretty excited from that? Yeah, it's been a crazy year for me, and to win two world titles in the same year has been uh, pretty unreal. So you won the WWA, the World Wakeboard Association World title, and it was in Portugal, and now the IWWF Worlds. What's the difference between these two? Like, why do we have two different world championships? Like, what's different between these two events? There are two series, um... The WWA is a certain series, and they have all their main contests. And the IWWF, that's a, a totally different series, and they have the World Cup stops. But um, because they're two different series, they have two different worlds. You know, watching some of the stuff from from IWWF Worlds, it's pretty cool seeing all the teams come together. Like it was Team USA versus... You know, there was Team Mexico, Team Canada, and it's just a small group of, of riders. So there's only like certain people who who get to, to come to those events. It seems a little bit more formal, IWWF. Am I right there? Yeah. So IWWF, it's a little more formal. We have our teams with our team jackets, and we have a beginning ceremony and an end ceremony. Uh, seems like WWA is a little bit more loose, though, too. Like, as, as far it seems like, you, you know, we talk about the IWWF being formal. It just seems like there's so many rules that you have to kind of ab- ab- abide by when you're like running the IWWF events, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. But you know, things like in a WWA event, you have to be approaching the buoy, you know, the, you know, the start buoy. But in an IWWF event, if you finish your last trick after a buoy or something like that, they won't count it. You know, they're they're definitely like... Yeah, they're more strict on a few of the things. Uh, when I fell in my contest run at Worlds in the semifinals, I was right about at the three-quarter three quarter buoy, and they came back and picked me up and then decided that I was past the buoy. So it's a little more um, strict on those terms, but I, I liked the contest. It was totally different than what I was used to. And to experience something different is always fun, not always having the same thing. Very so. cool. So let's talk about the World Wakeboard Association. Uh, your season, obviously, solid both behind the boat and at the cable. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna try to list pretty much everything from this year. You ready? Nautique Wake Open W uh, and the Pro-Am. That's another Nautique event. Another Nautique event. The U.S. Nationals you won, and you took the overall at the Nautique Wake Series. You won the Worlds. You won the Houston Pro. You took the entire Wakeboard World Series, and you won multiple cable events, including cable at the Houston Pro, which uh, puts you as the first woman to ever win a boat and traditional cable event uh, all in at the same contest. First of all, how did you get all of those Horns trophies home from Texas? Uh, the WWA brought them back from Texas for me, so 
I didn't really have to get <laughs> them to the airport and have myself being questioned. But yeah, it was um it was a crazy crazy last contest competing in three finals in one day. That was pretty intense. Yeah, it was and it was like a lot of fun to watch also. So <laughs> it, let me ask you this. Do you have like any idea you'd be able to achieve this level of success coming into 2015? Like were you expecting to have such a great year? In 2014, I had a really good year too and I won the overall and I already had like really high expectations for myself. So coming into this year, I wanted to do better, but I wasn't sure how it was going to go. There were some disappointments during the season that definitely made me question myself if I was going to be able to pull it off and win the overall. But um, just coming into this year, I I don't know. I was just, I knew I needed to do whatever it took to take home the overall. Sure. And and obviously, you know, you, you worked hard during the off season last year. I know you were big into the whole CrossFit thing. And I know now that the season is finished it, it through social media, I've been noticing that you've been back in the gym quite a bit. How's that been treating you? It's been really fun. It's nice to get back there after not being there for so long and to just get back on my normal workout schedule. And I just love doing CrossFit so much. And I there's an awesome community at Claremont CrossFit. And I'm friends with everybody there. And I just love going there. And So Claremont CrossFit, that's yeah. Rusty Malinowski and Kyle yep. Rattray's gym. So do you work out with Rusty and Kyle? Yeah, whenever they're working out and I'm there, like we all we all work out together, and it's cool to see them pushing me and making myself get better. Are you ever nervous, like not to do something right in front of Rusty, like scared he's gonna bone crush you or something? <laughs> kind of in the beginning when I first started CrossFit, I was a little intimidated, but after knowing all the right moves and the right way to do things, I'm not really intimidated anymore, and it's kind of cool to go and get better at certain things while they're there because they motivate you. Do you think that the CrossFit gives you a slight advantage over some of the other women riders? It definitely makes me a lot stronger than I could be if I didn't do CrossFit. I don't know. I think, I mean, I think it gives me a good advantage just because it's my off-season training. I mean, girls will spend it however they want to spend their off-season training, doing like whatever workouts they do. But for me, CrossFit has really helped my riding and my overall performance. My off-season training consists of lots of <laughs> donut and pretzel eating. That's not true. That's not true. Although, like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. But I am looking to get back into it. I promise you. Like, I want to. I want to get. You should fit come again. one day to CrossFit. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll take you up yeah. on it. I've thought about. You know, like so many wakeboarders now have different kinds of gyms. I was thinking it would be. I don't want to like give all my ideas up, but I'll, I'll throw this out there. Like one thing was I was like thinking about going to all these different gyms and spending one week at every different gym and then writing kind of like a report or a story about the different workouts. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to. I last. feel like the last um, the last gym would probably be your favorite because you've kind of got gotten in shape at every other gym, so right you favored the last one the most. Sure. So maybe I'd have to do some sort of like pre-training training. Yeah. Perhaps get myself in shape to get in shape. Or maybe just kind of go to different ones each day yeah. and do that for a couple of weeks and see how you feel. I like the way you're thinking. Meg, I want to talk about how you got started wakeboarding. You're from a small town outside of Chicago. I never really realized how close you were to Chicago. How far How far did you grow up from the city? 
probably about an hour or an hour and a half from Chicago. Did you guys ever spend any time going downtown? Like, what's your favorite yeah. place in the city? There, I mean, there's a lot of great places. My grandparents would take me when I was, take me and my sisters when I was younger. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of really cool places. Do you call that, it the Sears Tower or do you call yeah, it? Yeah, I call it the Sears Tower. Even though they change it. Always I don't the even Sears know what the name of it is. So it's called the Willis Tower. The now. Willis Tower, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's always fun. Do you, do you, have you been up to the top of it? No, I want to go so bad, though. That's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, it's fun. Actually, I don't think I've ever been to the top. I've been to the top of the John Hancock building. <laughs> You're like, it's fun. Wait. Well, it looks fun. I always see those pictures of everybody, like, you know how they've got the the plexiglass hang-off? So you oh, can... yeah. That'd I don't be... know that i do that. I would do that. You would. I went skydiving. Like, I would definitely do that. I know. But you're. I, I heard you're afraid of heights. I am, but, like, I'm afraid of heights that, sorry, that aren't um guarded. You know what I mean? Sure. If I were to be looking down at a building... Or off a building and there was, there isn't a balcony. <laughs> that would really scare me. It, it would scare me too. I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. But. Okay, so I grew up just north of the city. I'm sure you knew that. And if you don't, you do now in a small suburb myself. Not, well, three times the size. I actually did some research. Oh. You come from a town of 12,000 people, right? Like roughly 12,000. Yeah. Shana, so. Shanahan, Illinois. Shanahan, yeah. Shanahan, Illinois. And I come from Northbrook, Illinois. And we had 32,000 people. Uh, I know that I saw some water around where you live, like I think the Illinois River yeah. goes past. But you, you can't ride there, right? Um, I would ride on the river that was really close to my house with people from the Nautique dealer. And they had a, a 230, and we would just ride that whenever I came in town. Well, okay, so when I was super young, I would go to Wisconsin. That's where I learned how to ski. We'd go on weekends. That was kind of our getaway. I got into water skiing. How do, how do you remember getting started? Well, uh, my family and I had a lake house in Michigan, and we just water skied all the time, and we're just on the boat every single day during the summers. And my uncle brought a wakeboard one summer, and I was like, I, I really want to try that. And I kind of doubted myself at first, but my dad was like, oh, you should just go for it. And I was like, okay. So then, um, yeah, we just went out on the boat, and... I got up my first try, and I just loved it ever since. So how, like, you, you started, you got on that wakeboard your first time. How many summers did you spend just kind of riding around on it before your family or you? Because you're pretty young when you kind of broke into the scene. How did they know that you were on on this level, on another, like, on another level? Well, um, when I first wakeboarded, we there was a wakeboarding coach in Michigan and we went out and rode with him a little bit and that's that's where I l really learned how to wakeboard was Do you that, remember who that was? Yeah, um I still keep in touch with him sometimes. Who is it? Uh Bill Boston. He owns the Borderline in Michigan. Yeah, I remember Bill Boston. Yeah, and that's where I learned how to wakeboard basically and and we made a little video of when I was about 8 years old and then I think I think the next summer we came down and came to nationals in Florida, and that's how I really got into the wakeboarding scene because that's where I met my current coach, Mike Ferraro, and that's where I learned how to ride the cable too all in that one week that I came down for nationals. Sure. Well, I remember that that time period. Must have been you must have been around nine years old or yeah. so. I remember you guys came down 
and uh, I was I, I sold you guys something at performance. You don't even remember this. I'm sure your dad does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, so talking about like some of like big contests like nationals, but do you remember the first contest you ever entered into? I do. It was um, one of the contests at the borderline that that was one of my first contests. I do remember my first uh, contest that I wrote in for the WWA, and it was the nationals. I didn't really do that well, but it was still fun being able to come was down. Was that there. when we were in nationals in? It was in Orlando. Okay. It might have been nationals or worlds or weight games. I don't think it was weight games. It was. But it was in Orlando. The starting dock was by the boathouse at o- OWC. So. Yeah, that was a long time yeah. ago, for sure. You've been riding contests now for a good portion of your life. Did you did you always like contests? I mean, I would get nervous, but I really liked um, the feel, like the competitive feeling. I don't know. I just have a competitive drive to me, and I, I enjoyed competing. Are you competitive in everything you do? I remember. Kind of, I yeah. remember at. Um, I remember at the last stop of the wakeboard World Series, we all went to Top Golf, and you were <laughs> you were getting pretty intense out there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of when I'm with my friends and. I, my friends are competitive too, and when I'm around competitive people, it makes me want to try to win, and we all kind of push each other to sure. our limits. But. Sure. Okay, so when you started coming to Florida, you were, did you come down here specifically for wakeboarding? Yeah, we um, when we came for the Nationals, that's when I rode the cable for the first time, and then we just started making trips up here and coming for the summers and... It was just for wakeboarding. So how quickly, you talked about Mike Ferraro, how quickly were you linked up with Mike Ferraro and kind of how did that happen? I can't really remember exactly when I started training with him, but I remember being at OWC and my dad met him and then he asked me to do a back handspring going down the hill and and then I started having a few uh, sessions with him, and then it kind of just built up from there. So did Mike always see championship traits in you? I mean, I've never really asked him about it. I'm sure maybe he did. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't really train that many people, and for him to choose me to train, maybe that could have had an effect on it. Sure, sure. Okay, you were pretty young when you broke into pro women's wakeboarding. I know I announced for you in ju- in junior uh, junior women's or girls even. Yeah, girls. And it's not that it's unfair. I mean, you were the same age. You were just on a whole other level, it seemed like. So you, you ended up breaking into pro women pretty early. Do you remember when that was? How old were you? I was 13 when I first competed in pro women. Do you remember how you did contest-wise that year? The first year that I competed, I definitely did not do well. I mean, I did well for myself, but I just wasn't at the level to make the finals yet. Or They had the rails, too, and I was hitting a few of the rails, but not really the other ones that they had, and it was just... Yeah, you're, you were more yeah. of like a, a wake rider at that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, cable. I still had the rails, but those rails were like... yeah. They had the transfer fun box sure. and the little rooftop thing. Yeah, they were they were gnarly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like, you really don't have that much opportunity to go out and practice on those. Yeah. Except for in contests. So, uh, was there? Would you say there was like a lot of pressure on you 
to win or to even do well just because like I said I remember you coming out of the out of like the girls division and it was one of those things where you weren't winning you were so far ahead of the game at that time I don't really remember being like really far ahead of the game I just remember kind of skipping past junior women and just going right into pro and going right in the pro I knew I didn't have any pressure at all because that was my first year and I wasn't expected to do good um you still had some podiums though right as uh, not not during my first year okay yeah but you're like maybe fourths or fifths or something i mean you were right there right i didn't really make the finals oh really in my first year i didn't really compete as much and then during my second year when i was 14 i i think i only competed in one contest like one pro contest that year sure i remember i think you took like a year off to yeah just to train and yeah. then and then when I turned fifteen, that's when I had my like Queen of Wake season. Sure, that must have been two thousand and twelve. If yeah. I were to if I was able to throw these numbers, yeah, two thousand and twelve is when I first won the Queen of Wake. Sure, you ended up taking you had to take two thousand thirteen off, I think, because of some injury or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. You know, looking at your tricks, that no doubt you've got some of the most you know difficult maneuvers in the game as far as women's wakeboarding. Do you do you personally feel like you've got the most technical tricks in pro women right now? I feel like I do have the most technical tricks just because I have the most mobs. I would say in my run with like different variations and stuff like that. I feel like you. I feel like other girls perhaps have one or two banger tricks. You know, like maybe a whirly bird and a roll to blind or a tootsie roll and a whirly bird. Yeah. You know, but you seem to have all of the mobs for the most part, many of the mobs covered, you know, where, where some girls maybe will throw like two handle pass inverted tricks in their run. You will throw four or, you know, four or five different mob tr type tricks. Uh, how do you how do you seem to just continue to keep learning these tricks? Well, I don't really like stopping once I get to a certain place. I just want to keep pushing myself. And there was there were a few times where I didn't win because I didn't have all the moves, which pushed me to learn a few more. So, do you ever like? I'm I'm just trying to figure out like why it always seems like you are the girl who it continues to keep progressing. I mean. It's not that the other girls aren't progressing. It just seems like you are doing it at such a fast rate. I don't know. I mean, I don't really pay attention to how fast I progress or I don't want to, like, think too much about myself. You know what I mean? I don't want to think that I'm, like, way better than the other girls or anything like that. I just, I don't like staying in one place. I just want to see myself getting better and I want to look back on the past year and say, wow, I've learned these tricks. Like, that's awesome for me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Nicely done. What tricks are you working on right now? I mean, it's the off season, so I just started, or I just stopped um, doing contest passes. So, um. You got any any moves in, my, like, anything? Like, I'd like to, you know what I'd like to see from you is a, a regular handle pass back mobe. A regular handle pass back mobe? Yeah. Something like that. Have you landed any of those yet? No, I mean, maybe I'll give it a try that'd be cool or another trick which would be really cool to see from you is a pete rose pete rose yep 
Do you, know, do you have any? Do you have any other tricks of mine? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, do for sure. I just want to hear the list. <laughs> Whirly, Whirly Bird five forty. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Indie Moby Dick. That'd be really cool too. Boom! So there you go. Some goals set yeah. for for next <laughs> Thanks, year. Thanks, Dano. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I should be your coach. <laughs> what kind of advice could you give a girl who's maybe stuck on, let's say, something pretty easy like, well, what would be easy to you and me maybe like a one eighty and just can't progress to the next trick are you talking about from like a 180 to a 360 yeah like what advice would i give her yeah well i mean maybe a 180 to a 360 or just like just, just in general in, in, in general maybe she it wants to go from a tantrum to a tantrum to fakie or roll roll to revert and was just stuck right there what kind of advice do you have for for somebody in that position i mean it's there's a lot of tricks where people think it's so easy to go from one step to another they're like oh it's just an extra 180 like oh yeah heal seven let me just do a heal nine you know what i mean so i mean it's not always the easiest and what i would tell the girl is that to just keep working at it and just don't give up because it'll eventually come to you with all the work that you're putting into it how much work do you put in on the trampoline i see you've got one in your backyard um i mean i just i jump on my trampoline whenever i kind of feel like it I don't really do trampoline training as much as I used to. I just kind of like to jump on it and mess around with my friends, play a game of wake or just something fun like that. Sure. Just just having a good old time. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is speaking of a good time. What a what a great day. You know, we're we're actually sitting here recording in your in your uh G23 Victoria. Yep. Victor- hashtag Victoria the G23. <laughs> Victoria the G23, the purple, the purple metal flake. And I know that pink. you... S- or pink or pr- pink it's or pink. purple? Pink. All right. Pink. If you were to go on the Nautique website and click on the color, it would say pink. Pink. All right. Well, this is a, this is definitely a nice boat. I think the... <laughs> uh, I don't. Do you know the Howell family from up in Alabama? Mary Morgan Howell. Um, I don't like know. Three, maybe three girls. Mary Morgan competed at. Anyways, they've got a they've got a pink G twenty three too. Yeah, no dad, way. Dad's pretty proud of it. Wow. Yeah, Dad bought them oh, the, dad. the pink one. So, um, anyways, it's it's pretty cool. We're hanging out here inside your G twenty three and a beautiful day here in Orlando in November. It's got to be like eighty five degrees out. Yeah. <laughs> there's some ambiance going on around us, and then there's also some crazy drama happening. Uh, here in Orlando too, right now. There's oh my goodness over on Clear Lake. I yeah. was on my way over here, and I got a phone call from Wisconsin. Uh, Eric Ruck's brother called me. I guess Eric Ruck's brother's wife called Eric's Ruck's brother up in Wisconsin. Is like there was a plane crash into Clear Lake. Yeah, and I got here, and I think it's, it's it looks like a small know, plane. You but you walked right in and just went right to the TV. <laughs> I know. I was like, what's going on? What is this? I know it's um, it's pretty intense. I. Didn't even really have that much information about it either. Yeah, I think, well, it looks from from what the helicopters are showing, there's some people out on paddle boards right now yeah. trying to help. I think that's probably some of our crew. Yeah, I'm sure it I is. I would assume. But, uh, to the rescue. But scary stuff nonetheless. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're blessed to be having this beautiful day right now and, and right here inside your boat hanging out. And uh, and we got a lot more stuff to, to get to here in just a few moments, but... If it's cool with you, we're going to take a quick break in the conversation uh, for for uh, my sponsors to get a little bit of love. And it's not just my sponsor. It's your sponsor, too, Performance Ski and Surf. Performance. That's right. So, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back after this uh, quick break with the word 
from me about Performance Ski and Surf. All right, Toad Water Sports enthusiasts, if you caught episode 30, then you know all about the amazing opportunity Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando is offering to all Golden Mike podcast listeners. Get a $50 gift certificate for only $30. That's right, $50 for only $30, and it can be used online or in-store anytime. Here's how it works. Stop into Performance Ski and Surf, call or email sales at perfski.com, Tell them you heard about this offer on the Golden Mike Podcast or simply ask for the Dano deal of the day and they'll get you covered. Also, they're going to hook you up with a free protective neoprene cover for your board or ski with any 2016 wakeboard or ski purchase. Just mention the Golden Mike Podcast or the Dano deal of the day and Performance Ski and Surf will hook you up. 50 for 30, these guys are crazy and you don't want to miss out, no doubt. Well, Megan, you've achieved so much at a young age, but things can't always be easy. I know you moved down to Florida at a pretty young age. Was it hard leaving Illinois? Yeah, it was definitely hard leaving my hometown and the place where I grew up, but it was even harder living away from my family. So how did that work out? I mean, you were how old were you when you moved down here? 14? 15? No, I was 12. 12 years old. And did you move alone or did you? I stayed with um I stayed with a different family, but I didn't have my family down here and that's that's definitely hard being that young living without your family. So who did you live with when you first came down here? Was it a wakeboard family? Yeah, I lived with a wakeboard family and then the last year that I lived without my family I lived with the Palots. Oh really? Oh, yep. I love them. Jake I know, Palat, right? Old reliable. They're awesome. <laughs> it, I don't know, you've met so many athletes outside of wakeboarding. Are other sports like wakeboarding where Somebody who's got a dream can just basic, like in snowboarding, like, can you just move to Aspen or, or you know, Denver and, and meet up with one of the families of the best snowboarders and just be like, hey, I've got a dream. Can I stay with you and train with you? You know, wakeboarding, it just seems like yeah. if you want it bad enough, there's somebody here, a family that's willing to take just about anybody in to help them out, right? Yeah, definitely. For other sports, I mean, I'm not too familiar with how they do it, but I know that that there's people that live in other states that move to the specific state to learn how to do their sport better and to achieve their goals and dreams. And I'm sure that's kind of how it is for anything you want. You got to move to the place or just do anything you can to achieve it. Got to you got to want it. You got to look for it. You yeah, got to find it. You definitely gotta grab. Got to grab the bull by the horns, right? Yep. <laughs> you take what you want. Meg, you put on the water, you put the hard work in for sure. And obviously it goes to show through your trophy case inside your house. But <laughs> off the water, I hear you're a pretty good student as well. Are you still are you still doing school? Yeah. I mean I was taking classes this semester, but I was just traveling way too much, so um I just signed up for my online classes next semester though. Okay, but you finished high school. Yep. I, oh, wow, I was very excited. <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah. to be excited about. Yeah, I was like ready. But um, you didn't. But you, but you were. But you were homeschooled, right? Um, no, I I went to public school like for all of high e- school. Even in Orlando. Yep. How how were you able to balance? Because you're just 18, so I mean, you must have just graduated, right? Yes. So how were you able to balance school and wakeboarding? I I mean, it was always a little hard, and I was tired I wanted to take naps all the time Um, but when I was a junior that was probably the hardest year because I 
would go to school and I'd have a whole school day to go to. And then I would come home, wakeboard, and then go to CrossFit after that three times a week. And it was that was just a really tiring year. I mean, just so much homework. And yeah, that was definitely my hardest year. But then when I was a senior, I had half a day. And I was able to just come home and wakeboard right away. And I had more time. And now it's definitely a lot easier to balance it because I kind of make my own schedule and I'm able to go as I please. Okay, so you said you just signed up for uh, online classes. Uh, Obviously, that's college. So outside of wakeboarding, maybe when your career as an athlete's done, what kind of plans do you have? I'm going to go into business just because I feel like there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of things that I can apply my business degree to. So that's the route I want to take. Very cool. Well, you got a you got a good you got a good head on your shoulders for sure. <laughs> you can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. So back to wakeboarding. <laughs> Who are some of the people that you ride with most often? I do have a little crew that I ride with on the daily. Um I mean, it makes it a lot more convenient when you have your friends living on the same lake as you. And fortunately enough, I do have that. So I ride with um, Mike Dowdy a lot and Gunther Oka and Jamie Lapina and just all those all those uh, people that are my friends. I mean, we're all around the same age, too, which is nice. So Right. So this is but this is the lake that you live on. This is Lake Jessamine, right? Yes, Lake and Justin. this is the same lake that Brian Grubb lives on. Harley Clifford lives out here. Corey Tunison lives out here. Yeah. Does the lake? Do you guys ever have battles or let's say like disagreements <laughs> about whose turn it is to ride? I mean, we kind. I feel like we have self battles. Like we don't actually say it to each other, but right. when we're riding, we're like, oh no, like get off. I mean, not in a serious way, but um, we all end up sharing the line. Sometimes there'll be like three boats at once kind of passing each other and and there's a slalom course yeah yeah those people usually get out at like 6 30 you know when the sun's up in the summer but um it's nice though when we have a solid crew on the boat and we could all kind of ride in one boat instead of having a bunch of boats going at the same time and it's nice too because there's all the different brands of boats Corey tunison sponsored by another brand grub sponsored by another brand Mm -hmm. Uh, Harley is sponsored by another brand. Of course, you're on Nautique. So. Yeah. Who's the king of the lake, though? Like, if is because I look at <laughs> here's honestly, and I'm not just saying it because he's my friend for longer than than you know a lot of the other people in the sport. But Brian Grubb is such a legend yeah, that I would say sure. that if Grubb was out, if Grubb pulled out and I was in the middle of a session, as soon as I was done, it's Grubb's turn to ride. Yeah. Is, is that kind of how it goes? Does Grubb um, have like? I, feel, I don't know. Like we. Usually Grub likes to wake surf, so then he'll go into the cove and we'll stay out of the cove. But for the most part, I don't really think that there's a boat that kind of runs the lake because all of us are on the lake so much that we kind of just like take turns and we're all just trying to help each other out, you know. Yeah. So it's a it's like a it's like a family, an extended yeah. family. It kind of it's kind of sad though because all the Australians live on my lake and during the winter they all go home. So then the lake's kind of empty and. I don't have all my Australian riding friends to ride with throughout the winter, so. 
Well, I, I don't know that I can push your wakeboarding to another level. I can always give you an idea. Oh, Megan, throw yeah, another 180. Yeah, you should try that. But uh, if you're ever looking for somebody to take out on the boat, oh, I, for sure. I love to shred. You could break out the trick ski. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I, I'm not afra- we I'm, could fully load it up. I'm, hey, I'm not afraid to ride my trick yes. ski on a big wake. <laughs> I'll ride my trick ski behind a pontoon boat for all I care. Yeah. So who's all the most fun? Day. Hey, who's the most fun to ride with? Oh. Out of all these people we were just talking about, that live on my lake. It's just anybody in general. Who do you like to ride with the most? I would say the most fun person to ride with is Jake Pilot because he'll go out there and if something's not going his way, he'll just start doing tumble turns and he'll jump over his rope and he'll just mess around and it's just a fun time and. I really like riding with Gunther too because he kind of just makes the boat a fun time and but yeah like those are those are my two friends I kind of just love to light, ride light in the mood yeah I I'm, I'm stoked for Gunther Oka right now too oh my god he's he's on a tear he took the uh, breakout rider of the year at the Wake Awards <laughs> yeah. and then his video edits that have been popping up I knew it I've been I've been telling people all about Gunther Oka for a good for a long time I know time. he's been killing it but then like. The way he acts. I mean, he's just a nice guy. He's yeah. like you, too. He moved down here early. He was young when he moved here. Yeah. Like 16 years old or 17 or something. Yeah, he moved here, I think, when he was 16. Yeah, but... with his family's up there. It's crazy. Well, we're sitting here in your your pink G23, Victoria, the G23. Victoria. Would you have ever dreamed to have your very own boat, yet alone one of the nicest boats of all time? Obviously, it was a big dream of mine to be sponsored by Nautique ever since I was little. When I was that young, I we had a, a Nautique boat, I think a 210 maybe. But, um, I mean, I always wanted to be sponsored by Nautique. And then once I got sponsored, it felt like a dream came true. But to get my own boat, like, when I was that young, I never even imagined having this awesome but i mean you're i call probably, it like a porsche on water or not a porsche lamborghini on water it's you, just like you're probably thinking you're you're probably like thinking yeah if i get sponsored i'll get some stickers i mean yeah it's just it's pretty surreal to like look back at it and see where i am now and just i couldn't even ever imagine any of this talking about your boat you've had this bad boy for a long time and i know you told me that you got a new one on order yes. which we're all excited for what's your favorite thing about the g23 i mean you've been all over this boat you know they you know all the different features and everything mm-hmm. what what's your favorite part about this boat i mean there's so many like there's so many great things that i love about my boat and but um i probably have to say the wake there's no other wake that can compare to it for me i mean it's just every time I'm riding behind my G23, I'm just home, you know. It's awesome. It's awesome. My favorite thing about the G23 is all of the room in the middle of the boat in case you want to have a dance party. Dance off. Dan- yep, that's right. That's right. So, <laughs> Meg, what happens What happens to Victoria after the new boat arrives? Dano, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sad giving up my first boat. I mean, I've had so many awesome memories behind this thing, learning new tricks and just so many like fun times with my friends. Um, Giving her up is going to be really hard. And I think she's going to be going back to the factory and they're probably going to just make her look brand new and give her to somebody new, but it's going to be hard. Maybe it would be cool. Wouldn't it be cool to 
find the person who got the boat and then go and be able to ride behind yeah, her. Yeah, kind of just surprise yeah. them. Like, hey, I'm here. And you're like, mommy's home. I know. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> okay, on your Facebook page, I saw, and we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, that you recently went skydiving with yes. Red Bull. You were on some Red Bull trick. Um, wh- what was that trip all about? We um. What was it called? First of all, it was called the Athlete Summit. Okay. And we basically learn more about the brand and get more aware of Red Bull itself. And that day they took us out and we went skydiving, drove some helicopters, uh, raced some mini motos, and yeah, I mean that was kind of the fun day. Before that, we were kind of in um like a conference area all day just learning about Meetings. the brand. Hashtag Red Bull, hashtag Wings for Life. Hashtag like gives that. you wings. Hashtag gives you wings. Okay, but this was not just a wakeboard trip. You, you were with Red Bull athletes uh, covering all different sports from all around the world, right? Yep. So who, did you did you get to meet any like super famous athletes that yeah. you're maybe a little starstruck by? Um, I think the main athlete that I was like, whoa, I can't believe they're here was Lolo Jones. She's an Olympic hurdler and bobsledder for Red Bull. And it was definitely cool meeting her and kind of seeing how she does things. You know what I mean? The social media and just meeting her in general. That was really cool. So let's talk about the skydiving. We're... Were you just scared out of your mind going into it, or were you pretty cool with the whole situation? Because I know, I I read on your Red Bull profile that you are afraid of heights, and obviously you explained what you meant by that, but yeah. there's no guardrails yeah. on an airplane. I mean, you're not going to die if you fly. I mean, you can't. There's a possibility, but <laughs> you have a parachute on, you know what I mean? Um, and you're strapped to somebody else who's a professional, yeah. right? So. so this was my second time going skydiving, and the first time... I was so scared going up the plane, especially looking out. Yeah, I could not breathe. And just fla- like falling down, I was just freaking out and the adrenaline was so high. And during my second jump, it was more um, it was more calm and I was able to like breathe, relax and enjoy it. So that made me want to get skydiving certified. And I asked my dad and he said, yes. So I'm really excited. <laughs> you're, kind, you're kind of a little daredevil there, huh? That's yeah. really, hey, you know what? That's cool of you. You're 18 years old and you're still asking for permission from, from your parents. You're a good girl. I mean, I didn't really ask. I was like, hey, I'm getting skydiving certified. And if he really didn't want me to, he would have said no. And I probably would have been like, I don't care. I'm still going to do it. But <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> I know. But I still like to kind of tell him, like, tell my dad what I'm doing. And Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, you're a very respectful young lady. Thanks. Well, the the Red Bull Athlete Summit sounds really really cool. So, do you have any like other phone numbers that you got or te- or like uh, names or something well, that from like some people and you're just gonna be like, hey, what's up, Ryan Sheckler? It's Megan. I mean, I definitely did not mean Ryan Sheckler, but that would have been really cool if I did. Um, I one of my Red Bull friends, Terry Adams. I don't know, he's a Flatland BMXer, and he was there, and it was it's always super cool to hang out with him. He's Super funny, and he's just a good time to be around, so that was cool. I actually think I met Terry in South Padre, Texas, like four or five years ago. I think he was out there doing a a demo during spring break. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty crazy that you just said that. Yeah, so. he's super cool. Okay, so that was the Red Bull trip. 
I also saw that you were, were you at like Woodward or something like that? Um, I was at the U.S. Snow Team's Olympic Training Center. Okay. And so. what was, and was that an all-girls trip? Or what was that all it about? Was, it was a trip for me. It was like oh. a personal training trip. Okay, so tell us about it. What was that, what was that all about? Um, I mean, I'm working on a trick right now. Oh. Keeping it on the DL, so we're just, yeah, we're not going to really get into that too much. Snowboard influenced? No, not really, oh. but that was the perfect place to go. They had a foam pit. They had a, a super tramp, and they just had all all this stuff that would help. Make. So are you working with some coach or something like that? I know I'm trying to, like, pull the information out. Yeah, just out. like, huh, no. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to work with Mike with it, so... Okay, one more question about this trick, and then I'll let it go. Okay. Has any other women's rider ever done it? No. All right. I mean, I feel like if I'm going to go all the way to Utah to do a trick, I mean... Watch out, 2016, Megan Ethel's coming at you with some big tricks. Some big tricks. So we'll keep moving forward. (laughs) Big trick. Big trick. Big trick. We'll keep moving forward here, Megan. Um... So far as an athlete, you've been able to do so many cool things at such a young age. Is there one, is there like one thing that you've been able to do, like one of these great trips or something that kind of stands out? To give you an example, Parks Bonifay, he got to ride in the Blue Angel airplane, in a Blue Angel. Oh, yeah. And that, he obviously got that because of Red Bull and stuff like that. So that's, that would be a pretty cool experience. I don't know if you if they've given that to you quite yet, but I'm sure you've done something. Yeah, neat. Oh, I definitely would say last week when we got to fly helicopters. I mean, I don't even think they let people fly helicopters unless you have a license. But Red Bull was able to make that happen, and I mean, we didn't just like take out the helicopters by ourselves. We had the instructors there with us, kind of showing us what to do. But yeah, that was something amazing. And so now you can take the wheel of the helicopter, or is it a joystick? Is it a wheel or is it a joystick? It's a joystick. So you can now, you, if we're in a helicopter yeah. and the pilot passes out, you can grab the joystick and be like, I've got it. I'll land it. For the most part, yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. Next Note to self, always fly helicopters with Megan. <laughs> then I'll feel safe. <laughs> that is an overstatement, but okay. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have a, a favorite place to visit or maybe a, pa- a favorite spot that you've visited? There are a lot of cool spots in this world. <laughs> um, but I think my favorite spot that I've gone to this year was Portugal. I mean, obviously the memory there was awesome, which helped, but the place was just beautiful and being able to visit and go around to all the all the signature places in that area was amazing. Who did you who did you sightsee with? Just like my normal contest crew. Like Noah Flegel, uh Taylor was there, Melissa, just like all of them. We all usually go in a big group and go to cool places. <laughs> yeah, I, I speaking of cool places, when we were in Tokyo, I feel like every time I was out shopping for gifts or whatever, I kept running into you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Larissa. Oh Larissa too, yeah. That was Tokyo was a fun trip too. So did you end so up buying fun. anything? I know I saw you in the store and I was trying to give you all these like, oh, buy this, buy that. I don't think I bought too much. I mean, I just kind of bought some Japanese candy and I was just checking out the mall. Like what's different compared to our stuff? And it was different. Wasn't they had it? a really cool um, 
arcade that was huge. It had a bunch of antique games and it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I didn't go into the arcade. I I saw it. It was pretty wild. I should have I should have <laughs> gone, but uh, but I didn't. I didn't make it happen. Um, anything coming up for you as far as like places your fans can see boat shows or appearances or anything like that? I'll be at OWC most of the winter though. If anybody wants to come out and ride, I'll be there and training behind my lake. But for the most part, I'll be in Orlando. They don't have you on the boat show circuit yet. Um, not yet. Uh, maybe this year I'll have a few boat shows, but They're we'll fun. see. Boat shows are a good. I've never time. been to one, so I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that well. You will talking uh, once, and stuff like that. Once we get off of the podcast, if you ever have some questions on how to approach a customer, yeah, or a fan, just kind of some advice from yeah, from the mano, from the man itself, yeah, Dano the mano. The mano will give you a plano. You. <laughs> how do you like that? All right. Perfect. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at? Okay. The main event. You're always asking me for a nickname. You're always saying, Dano, you've known me for so long, and you've never given me a nickname. So I've been thinking about it. I've been working on it. Really? Is, this is like a birthday present. And now it's time to unveil it. No it, way! We'll, we'll, let's, okay. see, let's see if you like it. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen, your world champion, main event, Megan Ethel. Yes! <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. I've been waiting, like... 10 years for this and the sickest nickname ever main event megan ethel you yes. like it yes <laughs> i'm screaming so loud into this microphone right now. cool well i'm glad ah! I, I honestly i was scared that i was gonna have to go back to the drawing board and come up with something new for you no but that's so sick i boom. can't believe nobody's ever i mean i don't know why anybody would think about that i kept but like i kept hinting so at sick. it i kept hinting at it at throughout the podcast we'll wait for the main event Oh, if you that's get it. so cool. Cool. Well, there it is. I actually didn't like think about it at all. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, what's going on? I'm like, he has to be coming up with, like, a nickname or something. Coming up, I had it. I had it in my mind. Yeah, because you're like, oh, maybe we'll think of something, like, during the main event. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I've been I've been waiting to unveil this for a long time. I'm okay. so excited. All right, one more thing. Little sponsor love here. Liquid Force, you got a pro model. Is oh it your first, gosh. is this your first signature board? Yes. And? I love it. It's my baby. Tell us about it. This is the me, Megan Ethel. Get it? Very cool, and you're riding it in the 134 size, mm -hmm. I take it, and cable, boat? It's strictly a boat board. You can take it to the cable park if you want to, but um, it's made for boat, and it's great for beginner wakeboarders who are just starting to people that are at my level, so it's a great board to have. It's based off the classic, and yeah, it's amazing. You guys should try it out. And Did you guys make some changes to this one compared to the classic? No, it's or? it's the classic, but um, with my with my graphic and cool. Yeah, I I love the classic, and I've been riding it for a few years now, and I didn't want anything different. And so last year, I think yeah, last year I called them and I, I was like, because we were talking about my pro model for this year, I was like, can I have the classic board? Kind of. Not really sure what they were going to say because it's their classic board. You know what I mean? So 
and then when they said yes, I was kind of freaking out. I was like, no way, this is sick. Love the graphic. It, it's very cool, very clean. Yeah. And you ride it very well, and it's a, it's a good Thanks. board for anybody, dudes or, or chicks. Yeah, I so. mean, it's it's not the girliest of the boards, so, um, it, yeah, it has more of a of a slick look to it, so... Anybody can ride yeah, it. Yeah, the guys guys can grab it, too. So very go good. for it. Very good. Well, congratulations, Megan. Thanks. That is very, very cool. I know. This is like the best surf expo, like new board and... Rider of the year. Yeah, that was that was seriously like the best few days ever. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're... If there was a phenom of women's wakeboarding, I would have to say that it is you right now, Meg. Oh, Main event, Meg. Thanks. All right, Megan, <laughs> uh, before we get finished with this thing do you want to send some shout outs to your family and sponsors yeah um i mean i just i want to thank all my sponsors for the support because i'd definitely not be where i am without them a red bull nautique boats liquid force performance ski and surf um my family for obviously supporting me for all these years mike ferraro my coach and just everybody who's supported me and helped me out just get to where I am today. So thanks, everybody. All right. And one last thing, your social media. Oh, so important. Oh, where are you at? Um, yeah. So Instagram, it's Megan Ethel. My, I just started promoting my Facebook page more. So Megan Ethel for my Facebook page. Twitter is Megan Ethel 1. And I just made my Snapchat public. So if you want to see what I'm doing on the daily or just kind of get more of an inside scoop on my life it's megan underscore ethel boom spell it out why don't you uh m-e-a-g-a-n-e-t-h-e-l-l there it is megan ethel thank you megan so yeah, much Yeah, thanks for having me yeah this has been this has been like a lot of fun yeah, and for sure hopefully i'll get to see you a little bit more during the winter and yeah bringing not- out the trick ski you're doing boom. it yeah and I'm looking forward to seeing what you got for us in 2016. It's going to be like a lot of fun. I'm, it's going to be like a lot of fun. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that was great. And I hope you all had fun. And uh, everybody who's listening, thank you guys so much for uh, having a listen to this episode. We're going to go to a quick message. And then we'll be right back to close things out here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Nothing's better than paddling with friends and enjoying a day on the water. And that's why you need to check out Hungry Boards SUP. Hungry Boards go the extra mile and are passionate about their work and the sport of paddle boarding. They strive to create stronger, higher quality boards at a better value. Hungry Boards are designed to provide performance and stability to help keep you hungry for the enjoyment of SUP. Be sure to like them on Facebook and check them out at www.hungryboardssup.com. Hungry Boards, real boards for real people. Well, Megan is a great girl with a great head on her shoulders. And if she continues to work hard, I believe she could be on top of Women's Wake for a long, long time. Her contest credentials and achievements are starting to build up, and she is no doubt on her way to a Hall of Fame career. We'll continue to follow Megan, and I'm sure one day we'll have her back on the Golden Mike podcast to talk about her many more victories and perseverances, if that's even a word. But if it's, if it's not, I think you guys all know what I'm talking about. 
And uh, if if it isn't a word or it is a word or whatever, you guys want to let me know, you know you can shoot me your thoughts through email or through my Facebook page. want to thank you guys for checking us out on this episode. You may have heard some of the background noise. We are on the lake as we recorded this one. Some folks were mowing their lawn. We had some airplanes fly over. But, hey, it's a podcast, and that will happen. We are in the moment and I think Megan enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. And most importantly, I hope that you, the listeners, enjoyed it as well. You know it. Your feedback is always welcomed and encouraged. Please shoot me a note through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com, or message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. Again, I'm on Twitter. Follow me at the Dano T. Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike. I'm also on Instagram, as most of you guys know. I'm getting close to that 5000 mark at Dano T. Mano. Thank you to main event, Megan Ethel, and now a few shout-outs to the sponsors and the folks behind the scenes. Thank you to Performance Ski and Surf, PerfSki.com, Hydra Fenders, Hungry Boards SUP, Woodrow's, Jammy Pack, Deck Marine Products, GoPuck, Logos That Pop, and Empire Sound and Lighting. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Alamano. And you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.